It's time to get away from it all. Doesn't matter if you say you or y'all. Let's all get out there and have some fun. Bluff City Outdoor Show is for everyone. Welcome to the Bluff City Outdoor Show. Thank you, Perry Woods, and yes, indeed, welcome to the Bluff City Outdoors show here on 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I'm Tony Colombo in studio with producer Leah and my partner, Mark McMurray, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors. Great to see you. Yep, good to be back, good to be back. Another yeah, week. Another week, and we are also joined in studio today by professional fisherman Mike Marfell. Great to see you, buddy. Thanks, Tony. Good to see you. Most professional fisherman in this room. Most professional fisherman in this room is very, very true. And uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've had you in studio. And, uh, and, and Cash two check? Yeah. No, only one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, we've, I know you've got a couple stories about some recent tournaments, and uh, I am very much looking forward to hearing them. So we will uh, talk to Mike as we go through the show here today. Of course, in our third segment uh, here in about uh, 35, 40 minutes, we will bring you the fishing report this weekend. So definitely keep it here for that. But first, want to check in with Mark and see what the uh, latest out at Bluff City Outdoors is. What's going on uh, with the new with the new range and uh, everything happening yeah. out there? Yeah, so we're staying busy. Uh, more and more people keep coming in, finding out about us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, more shooting going on. Like I said, every, everything is going good. And then we got some of the new uh, Matthews bows and the new Hoyt bows. They, oh, nice. uh, they just came in about a week ago. And uh, so that's kind of exciting. This is the first year, you know, for me getting into this, hey, how does the season in archery flow? You know, I know fishing, but, you know, the archery season is like exact opposite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, well, that's good to fill the void. It's right? good to fill the void. Good to fill the void. And then uh, then this week, too, with the second gun season uh, for deer hunting ending in Illinois, the, the trappers, which that's my stuff, uh, they just mm-hmm. came pouring out of the woodwork this week. Mm-hmm. So they were in their uh, – uh, heavy this week getting stuff so we've talked about the trapping industry and just trapping kind of as a as a uh, uh, i don't want to say sport because i guess it can be a sport but it's it's usually uh, a service basically it's usually something people need to have done because there's oh yeah they're I having mean, wildlife issues if you so. own a pond you're going to have muskrats at some point right, in time right you know you need a trapper to come there and catch them for you exactly um so and, and, you know, that is something that I think I, I, I don't think people think a lot a lot about a whole lot when we're talking about, like, you know, great outdoors activities is the trapping industry. How big of an industry is it right now? Is there a lot? Is it very niche and it's just kind of a small group or is it like is it something that's that's growing or a big deal? Like, yeah, it it's it's definitely a, a niche. Group. I mean, it's it's the people that do it now with fur prices so low when fur prices are high. All of this preventive maintenance, animal damage control stuff gets done for people for free mm-hmm. because the fur prices are up. People will gladly go out and uh, and catch them, you know, because they, you know, you can, if a coon hide is worth 20 bucks, mm-hmm. people come out of the woodwork to catch them because they're so abundant mm-hmm. and knocks the numbers down. And, uh, you know, same with just about anything else. If, if the fur prices are decent, people come out and they do it. And so you get this, the, the public gets this service for free. Mm-hmm. But when fur prices are low, that doesn't happen, and right. animals are going to get trapped one way or another. Mm-hmm. So you can either, fur prices up, 
trappers do it for free. Her, her prices are down. You got to call an animal yeah. damage control guy. Right, right. And he's going to charge you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so it's that's how it does. You know, wildlife. You can't stockpile it. You know, it can build right. to a certain point, but then if if people don't call those numbers back, Mother Nature takes care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have distemper run through the coon population or something. You know, it just wipes them out. Yeah. yeah. They'll go from, you know, everywhere to can't find them, you know, in a matter of a couple months. And uh, so that's why it's it's good to see the guys that, that are doing it to improve their turkey hunting, improve their deer hunting, you know, knock those raccoons down, knock those coyotes down. Yeah. To try to do that, to improve the habitat for for the animals that they want to hunt mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah it's the guys that doing it we try to get more and more people into it mm-hmm. by just saying you know if you're a turkey hunter catch raccoons and possums mm-hmm. you know knock their numbers down mm-hmm. uh, everyone you take out in the fall is not around to eat next spring not around the you know uh, raiding nest and same with the coyote take yeah. a coyote out in the fall he's not around to eat a baby fawn in the yeah. spring yeah you know and so we try to promote that and we do have a, we just started this week too. We got a series of heaviest animal contests going on at the shop. So it's out there on Facebook, you know, if somebody's interested. Heaviest raccoon, heaviest coyote, heaviest beaver, heaviest otter. Yeah. And it's just, the guys are throwing in 25 bucks to enter. That's <laughs> cool. And it's, it's a winner take all at the end of the season. So, you know, uh, so I was going to ask you, you threw out, you, you, you mentioned several different animals in there. I was going to ask you what, in, at least in our area, is there a uh, a primary issue like are, are there is are there more um problems that people have with coyotes or with raccoons or is it is it spread across a bunch of it, different it, it's probably raccoons as far as they get into everything yeah, you know, they're, well, yeah. and they're everywhere oh, i yeah. mean they're getting in your trash mm-hmm. uh coyotes you they know, are they, they'll come in and you know they'll hunt all your deer down they'll come in and grab your house cats if they get too far from the house mm-hmm. uh, they're you know they're going to they're opportunistic, and then but beavers. If you get beavers in a lake, <clears throat> there won't be many trees left after. If, if once they get in a colony established, they just wipe them out because mm. they they eat a lot. They they're big. People don't realize how big a beaver gets. Yes, I caught one eighty two pounds. <laughs> you know, uh, we weighed one yesterday at sixty pounds. I mean, Woo! they're they're a big animal. Yeah, they're delicious to eat. But really, oh yeah, they're they're very good. Prove they're like it. they're like they're <laughs> they're uh, they're it's like eating beef. They oh yeah, hardly nice. any fat, uh, nice good meat. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so you know you get that stuff when prices are up, gets done for free. When prices are low, right. you got to you know. Right. I know beaver jobs on somebody's lake could cost three or four thousand dollars to get them Woo. removed. You know, but if you don't remove them, yeah, <laughs> they just keep reproducing. You got to do it exactly, exactly. Till the food's gone. Just another great example of uh, of uh, what a great service uh, Bluff City Outdoors is to the community because I don't know very many places you can go that uh, support trappers and then, of course, all they do for the uh, – all you guys do for the fishing industry and now the hunting industry with the uh, archery range and the techno hunt system in place and the new expansion out there. Uh, speaking of the archery range, are you – I know we – I don't want to jump the gun or put you on the spot or anything, but I know you had talked about doing some – uh, expanding into like some uh, uh, leagues and tournaments and things like yeah, that. Maybe in twenty twenty three. Is that is yeah? So we're going to get leagues organized and going in right after archery season ends. I think the fifteenth or the eighteenth. So we're going to start some leagues out there. Cool. We'll have a three D leagues and techno hunt leagues and probably there's seem to be getting enough interest in just shooting paper target leagues too. Nice. So we're going to get all that going. And then on top of that too, so we are bringing that R one hundred event, that Reinhardt event to yeah. the St Louis area. Yeah. So that's all. All been scoped out. It's going to be held over in Godfrey. 
Nice. That's a neat event. It, it, it's a traveling one. It goes across the country. Uh, and uh, the closest one here is in Moberly, Missouri. But uh, So they set up 50 North American wildlife targets on the shooting range, and there's also 50 African safari targets. And then thrown in on that one's you know, dinosaurs and a couple other things that are for the kids. But uh, that's going to be uh, in April. Uh, nice. I think April 14, 15, 16. I think it's the second or third week in April. We'll, we'll get the details hammered out. But that's going to be uh, over in Godfrey, so do any that's of those, a big event. Do any of those leagues or uh, or or tournaments um, are they are any of them team leagues like a like two shooters? Because yeah, the, our in house archery. I, I don't know if you know this. Lee and I are excellent uh, with a bow. That's like, what I understand. Yeah, yeah. We it, it, there's video proof of it, and so her and I could like yeah. I don't know if there's a co-ed yeah. league. Well, but, we're doing two person and four person leagues. All right. That's well, what we're planning. the two person league is going to be in big trouble when yeah, I, I show I, up. I can believe that. <laughs> one of you holds That's the so bow cool. and the other one draws it. Is that how it works? <laughs> you know, while the other one's asking, how do I do this again? <laughs> no, we is had there a, a standard scoring system for this? Mark? There is I've some never... scoring systems. Uh, it the depends bullseye. on the set of targets you use uh, and stuff. I, I'm getting more familiar with it. I, I you know, I want to bs anybody i'm not that familiar right. with it but i do know there is a someone on but, like ASA but jeff story. is it loves of the outdoors has yeah, the jeff, best bow tech in the yeah. area the midwest so yeah, he's yeah. pretty highly thought of yeah and then you know a couple awesome of our guy. guys that helped too are really 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 good too yeah i'd like to play cricket with a bow oh, yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> dart style that would be cool I bet that, that I bet that's a thing. I bet that's I bet been that's, done. Yeah, I'm so sure. I it has. think the Techno Hunt system actually has the dart. You can play darts. Oh, see, that's and you sweet. can play uh, tic tac toe. I know that's on there. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Uh, of course, Bluff City Outdoors is also part of our Christmas promotion. We are giving away Christmas presents uh, here uh, four times a day, Monday through Friday on News Talk STL. All you have to do is go to our website, NewsTalkSTL.com, uh, and register to win. We are announcing those winners names four times a day but you don't have to be listening we're just announcing the winners to say congratulations and merry christmas so all you have to do is register on our website and you could win gift certificates to bluff city outdoors or a whole bunch of other great presents and uh if a gift certificate to bluff city outdoors sounds great to you or for somebody in your family make sure you go out there and get them and uh, lots of other great presents and stocking stuffers uh, available for you out there at Bluff City Outdoors, and you guys are open. Uh, there's not really any holiday hours to be concerned about. I mean, people, yeah, you're closed just, on the holiday. Yeah, we're closed course, on, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. That's it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. open all year round. So uh, make sure you get out there and take advantage of that. Um, do we have any news on the catfish? Haven't haven't heard any more this week. We're trying to find out if it if it was indeed 132 yeah. pounds. So we're we're still we're still talking to those guys. Did you hear about this? It. I did not. We there. It's it's could be possible a Missouri state record that uh, that the Missouri state record was just set for the biggest catfish out of the river. Yep. Yeah. Hundred and the, what's the current? One thirty. Current one's one thirty. And this and, one and might this be one thirty-two. One thirty-two is what it was looking wow. like. Nice. That'll be so cool. Yeah. 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 You heard it here first on the Bluff City Outdoors show. We broke that news last week. What is what? What goes into that? Like you would think that that would be something that you could find out pretty quickly. And yeah, I'm not sure. Where, like I said, we've been in touch with the guys who caught it and just trying to get it. Hey, has it been finalized yet? You know, and uh, they haven't got back to us. Right. So gotcha. Was it caught in the Alton area? It, it was caught. Yeah, it was caught over there by the Columbia Bottoms area. Nice. He's not going to tell you anything. No, there. I just, I was wondering. It was caught on the Missouri River. That's why it's qualified oh, for the Missouri River. I got you. There you go. There you go. Wait a minute. Is there a difference? That's interesting. Like, 
Could so, you technically be in Illinois and, re- and set the Missouri record because of the rivers are a little bit that different? It depends on which half you're on. And uh, Oh, wow. Yep. That's, I don't know if it might come down to the – it probably comes down to your license, too. Man, that's interesting. But, yeah, those guys, they were up to Missouri. That's interesting. I would have just always thought it was yeah, like Yeah, I knew a lot of guys who would fish to Mississippi port. and not yeah. get a license for both. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Right? <laughs> have, have you ever been in a situation where you were like – Either you or somebody you were with or or by had a fish that you wanted to get like officially weighed. Have you ever had to go through that no, process? No, unfortunately, no. Yeah, maybe if you're a little bit better. Fishing. Maybe if I was a little better. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be pretty. I mean, pushing a record is that's that doesn't happen often. Oh my God, no, no. I mean, it's crazy that how long has that one stood? Is the last one was the guy that kind of was. Questionable. Yeah, that was the questionable fish that, you know, uh, I can't remember what his name was, but that was, I'm going to say, was maybe. No, that was, that was the Illinois State record. Okay. Okay. That was caught in 2003. I think. That was, yeah, you just putting on somebody on blast right yeah, here. That just... was, well, I think everybody else has already blasted that guy, but yeah. he went on a tour on the Today Show and all kinds of stuff. Kind yeah, of, he was, uh, yeah, he was out on work on, uh, he was put on light duty. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, light I mean, duty isn't reeling in 100 pound catfish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he caught some grief over that. Yeah, <laughs> it got it got weird. It got a little <laughs> it got a little weird in here just now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a break, and when we get back, I want to get an update from Mike. I know you had uh, some uh, some pretty cool experiences in recent tournaments. You and Gabe had your first uh, team tournament, your first team tournament together, and had some pretty good results. We talked a yep. little bit about that last week without you in here. But I oh, cool. uh, would like to hear a little bit of those stories. And we will get you, of course, the uh, fishing report for the weekend uh, here in just a few minutes as well. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Bluff City Outdoors Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Lazy yellow moon coming up to tonight, shining through the trees. Crickets are singing and lightning bugs are floating on the breeze. Baby, get ready. Welcome back to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. I want to remind you that if you are going to be out grilling anytime soon, if you're like me, it's always grilling season. I will grill in the snow. I will grill in the 100-degree heat. And I think I'm starting to write a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, Rockwood Charcoal, of course, not only a great local product, so you're supporting a local business, you're supporting local industry, but uh, Rockwood Charcoal has been ranked the number one consumer-rated charcoal in the country nine years in a row. No big deal. This could be a decade uh, this time next year. And uh, Rockwood Lump Charcoal is just a superior product. The first time you use it, you will realize that. The first time I used Rockwood Charcoal, I made the decision right then and there. I was not going back to, uh, like, traditional briquettes, if that's uh, what you're used to grilling with. Uh, Rockwood Lump Charcoal is just so much cleaner because there's no filler. There's no extra 
uh, unnatural ingredients. It's basically just all Missouri hardwoods in rockwood charcoal. So it, it burns cleaner. It burns faster. It burns hotter. It gives you more control of what you're doing. Uh, they have other great products like the rockwood smoking woods, uh, and it just creates a superior grilling uh, experience all around when you use Rockwood Lump Charcoal. They are available in over 100 area stores. Find the closest one to you along with some grilling tips and tricks all at rockwoodcharcoal.com. Uh, welcome back into the studio here. I'm Tony Colombo with producer Leah, of course, Mark McMurray, my partner, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, and professional fisherman Mike Marfell is with us. And Mike, as we were just talking about, uh, it's been it's been a few weeks since you've been in studio with us, and you have spent a lot of time out of the water. I've been at Lake of the Ozarks the last three weekends, I guess. So I think it's there's been two tournaments that we've tournaments, since yeah. we've uh, talked last. Tell us about uh, what 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 two tournaments were there, and were they? And then uh, let's uh, talk about some of the experience out there. Yeah, uh, the one with Gabe wasn't technically the start of our team tournament. It was the uh, used to be called the Turkey Day Challenge every. Saturday after Thanksgiving, the Anglers and Action guys put on a tournament, pay out the top 25 biggest bags and the top 25 biggest fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, draws about 200 boats generally. It's a great tournament. And now it's, it's the Marie, their daughter, and the sister who was killed in a boating accident down mm. there a couple of years by a drunk boater. So we won't get into that but because yeah. it makes me mad. But uh, me and Gabe, first a, tournament A problem together. at the lake, though, that needs yeah. to be addressed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big problem yeah yeah uh so me and gabe did pretty well in there i think we we, we were in the check line somewhere around 20th place or something i don't you know I, we didn't stick around because there was a storm rolling in so they mailed us the check uh <laughs> we, we, had, we and we had to run back to the house and it was getting ready to pour uh so really good bite uh gabe's such a great partner because he throws something different than me and i pretty much throw mm-hmm. a jig all day every day 100 you know all the time, and Gabe, of course, is the Ten, Ten Horse Monty, which you can, uh, which is a it is an excellent YouTube channel. The YouTube channel and the Monday Night Live. The guests that he's getting on Monday Night Live are yeah. incredible. Yeah, uh, but that's I'm, just that's on the YouTube channel, right? The Monday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. essentially streams so, through his YouTube channel. Right. So every but you can get you can get everything on that channel. on that channel. Yeah. Right. Go right. to the go to the Ten Horse Monty. Ten like T I N. You can watch the replay. T I N Horse yeah. Monty. Yeah. You can watch the replay, or if you're live, you can. There is punch so in questions. much great fishing content. It's not just like it's not just you know Gabe or Gabe and Mike on the water fishing. There is that, but like you said, there's also the Monday Night Live, which is a uh, an interview uh, question, interactive questions from the people that are watching the live stream with lots of big name people in the yeah. industry. So you have like that, you have that type of content. You have on the water content. You have the uh, you have videos of you guys um, uh, prepping for tournaments. prepping for a tournament and going over the plan. You have. Post. After the tournament, where you're talking yeah. about what you did right and what you did wrong, most there's, is learned in the post, in my just, opinion. Yeah, there's just so much great fishing content yeah. at the Ten Horse. And, and Gabe will do a, a the Ten Horse will do like I think the other day he did strictly he just went out with an underspin and fished an underspin all oh, day. Wow, and broke it down, and That's then he so did it good. with a chatterbait. Like, is it too cold to fish a chatterbait? So good. He'll do frog videos. Yeah, he just fishes a frog all day. So good. Yeah. You got You got to check it out. It's it's awesome stuff. And uh, so anyway, so you the, guys, the, had yeah, we first... had some success uh, and. The, like I said, the great thing is I throw that jig. Gabe throws something different. He couldn't catch a keeper. 
And finally, he picked up a jig the last few hours and finished out our limit with the biggest fish of the day. He caught the biggest fish oh, of nice. the day. That's the one that got us the check, actually. Nice. Uh, so then last weekend, I was just telling Mark before you got in here. Well, here, before we move off of that one, you said that um, you finished around 20th, but it was so tight that oh, yeah, less was, than a pound away from it's always that way. top 10. So We were nowhere close to the leader. Right. We were definitely close to the top 10. Right. It's always that. I've told you that a million times. I was... The next weekend, I fished the solo Oak Outdoor Solo Elite 100. They invited 100 of the best anglers in the Ozarks. There's all three Hibdens are in this. You know, you got a Bassmaster Classic and an FLW Championship there. Marcus Sikora, Brent Algio, Jack, Jimmy and Jack, all the Ozarks legends. Jimmy and Jackie Davis, mm-hmm. you know, Gail Julian from uh, Jewel Bates. It's just a huge list. I just feel honored to be even mentioned. Mm. And it's a two-day format. I got down there on Thursday early. This is how sick I was. I am... 20 feet from the water, and I don't put my boat in for two days because I just felt horrible. And I knew if I go out, I'm going to make myself sicker. Mm. So I stayed in, finally started feeling a little better on Friday, went for a nice long walk, put my stuff together. And at midnight, I got up to use the bathroom, and I looked at my phone. It was 64 degrees. When I woke up at 4 in the morning to start getting my boat ready, it said 27 degrees. (laughs) So... Yeah, a little That's bit of temperature and the wind switch. and the wind was howling. I mean, it for three days straight, it was just blowing out. It was oh, really yeah. blowing that morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember those days. It was super windy here. Yeah, it was rough. And uh, in fact, I remember even talking to Steve Timbleton that that Friday going into that weekend here, and there was like all these uh, wind advisories. Right, right. Yeah, I was praying winds. for snow because I've just crushed them down there when it's snowing. Really? Yeah, but it, we didn't get any snow. Plus, snow bounces off. It doesn't stick. You know, it's not as miserable as water when it's cold. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I went out and winged it. Caught tons and tons of fish. No keepers. Finally put one keeper in the boat on the first day. I was pretty devastated, but I Mm. thought, hey, you know, it's a two-day tournament. Go figure something out. And I did. I went out and smashed him the second day. Nice. And uh, uh, same thing. I ended up in 34th, but I was a pound and a half out of the check line. Mm-hmm. You know, so one more fish on the first day. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Mark, this is my new theory at Lake of the Ozarks because I went a completely different direction the second day. Mm-hmm. I just, so in my opinion, especially this time of year, you can do it because there's no boat traffic. If you're not getting bit, pull the trolling motor and go 10 miles in either direction. Yeah. Just go. Just get out of They're there. They're biting somewhere, I promise right. you. Right. And uh, that's what I did. And, you know, when there's no boats out, the old nitro with just me in it, we can skip along at 73 mile an hour. We can be 10 miles down the lake in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I did. I pulled in on one secondary point that I've got history with, one one dock with brush around it on a secondary point in the back of a cove. No wake, so you can't see. You can see if another boat's coming in. Mm-hmm. Fished my way to it nice and sneaky with a jerkbait. Caught a couple short ones. When I got up there, I skipped a jig in there and caught a four-pounder. Nice. Left, fished a few docks. Keeping that nice shot because if somebody's coming, I'm going back over there and pretending I'm fishing that dock again. But right. I was just letting it rest. Mm-hmm. And every hour or so, I go over there and catch another one. Mm-hmm. I go back, I catch another one. And once I got my limit, what did I do? I pulled my trolling motor up and ran 10 miles and culled two fish out in another spot of the lake and then made my way back. Why my stubborn butt didn't do that on Saturday, I don't know. Because I was, I was putting my but you jig. you learned. Well, I was in a, some, yeah, I, I did. And I was in an area that I've had success this time of year. And I would skip that jig back in there and think, okay, I'm not getting this back without a fight. You know, there's just mm-hmm. no doubt that I'm going to get bit. And it just never happened. It happened once. One, two, and three-quarter pounders it. Right. But I'm telling you, I've learned now, just screw it. I got other spots on this lake, 10 miles away, 12 miles away, whatever it is. 
And you can do that that time of year. You're down there in September, you can't because right. going in 10 miles takes you an hour and a half. So I know we talk a lot about, um, we especially this time of year, and in your fishing reports and things like that, you've been talking a lot about Alabama rigs. And, and, and if you go and you listen to the fishing reports from all year long, you know, like some of those recommendations for lures and, you know, you know, styles and things like that change along with the season. Um, you said that you've been sticking with the with the jig pretty much. Uh, we change is, weights. That's about it. Of yeah. The jig. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, is that because so my, the, the question is, what is more important? Is it more important to fish with what you are the most confident with that you feel like, you know, exactly what you're doing and you have the most control over or to try to change with the seasons and whatever like you know whatever the i think more whatever more, should quote unquote be working I, I think it's more important to have confidence in what you're throwing mm -hmm. and at that lake in particular i can't put a crankbait or a spinnerbait or a chatterbait where i can put that jig mm -hmm. i just you just can't you can't mm -hmm. slide it me and gabe's got a new thing we're calling it sliding instead of skipping now because we're both getting pretty good at it. We're just slides across the water. It doesn't really because <laughs> if you get the skipping, you'll hop up over something. Right, right. And you'll get tangled up in a cable or whatever. If you slide it, it doesn't. That doesn't happen. Doesn't always work out, but uh, getting better and better all the time. And the more time you spend on the water, yeah. But to me, if I was being a hundred percent honest with my fishing reports, I'm giving you fishing reports with what guys are catching them. Yeah, yeah. I'm catching. Which I promise what, you, if I got a limit, which is what there the was fishing a jig report by. should be. By the way, it should be that. It shouldn't right. be like Mike. Here's what Mike's doing. Because, It'd be pretty damn boring because yeah. I tell you to throw a jewel half ounce football jig peanut butter right. smoke with a green pumpkin in my trailer. When you, yeah. I got a question on those fish you were catching off that dock. Mm -hmm. So you said the first one was about four pounds. Right. What What did the other ones you caught over that series of time? Were they smaller? Yeah. Yes, 100%. So you think it, the big one's there because he's guarding that turf. You that's get his him dock. out, and then, that's his dock. then, and then somebody the, else can move in? Yep, that's what, okay. I, that's what I think. Because the other four-pounder I caught was in the middle of that cut off a brush pile. Okay. So and I, 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 that makes and I, sense. I, mm -hmm. I, he was a little bit I, – I, I'm not so sure, Mark, that if time – if I wouldn't have caught him when I did – he wouldn't have eventually went over in the bin to, and been the big boy on that dock. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. I was just wondering if that. Mm -hmm. So you got this good habitat, you know, and you right. that, the biggest fish around. He's the boss. I mean, right. just yeah. like right. that. In almost Especially any in the if right. this one, the dock was setting over about the back end of the dock was in two foot, and the front was in seven, and right out in front of it where the brush was was like fifteen. But then there was piles along the sides, so. <laughs> My point, I guess my point being, you can get multiple big fish on a big commercial dock that's over 50 foot of water, but you're probably not going to get multiple big fish on a shallow dock. So does that makes sense. It does. So would you, would you then, would at least you personally, if you were to get that big three, four, five pound fish on a dock like that, would you then give up on that dock because no, you no, got no. the big guy or no. is there still going to be plenty of other keepers? I still needed there? a couple 16 inches or yeah, something, you know, yeah. and, and and there's a chance that the big one, the big one moves in. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying to I mean, take another that one big spot. One. Yeah, yeah. Like like I was telling Mark earlier that my thing is, I don't plan as much brush as I do dig holes now. Yeah, I think I've told you that before. So if you've got a spot in the back of a flat that's 18 inches deeper than the rest, you can go in there and catch a bass off of that spot, and come back three hours later and catch another one mm -hmm. that's moved in and set up on mm -hmm. it because it's a perfect ambush spot. Right. They're predators. That's it's, it's it's that's just it. I mean, they got a good spot to hide. They're going to be there repeatedly. I got multiple docks down there where I've caught multiple big fish over the years off the exact same like underneath between the float. 
on the walkway and the dock itself, you know, there'll be that little spot where you can slide it back up in there. Mm-hmm. And you might catch one off that dock, come back four hours later and catch another one in that exact same spot because he's moved in there. How long till you give up on a spot? If you if it's been on Saturday, way too long. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if it's been fifteen minutes, if it's been five minutes, if it's been a half hour, like how long until you say? If you haven't had a bite in a half hour, it's time to move. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, do you what would you usually give it? Too long. Yeah, I'm stubborn. <laughs> if I can see the bait there, I tell Mark when I idled into this spot that I'm talking about, I was idling in. You have to idle a couple three hundred yards or so to get to the dock. Turned on the side scan, and I just start seeing balls of bait. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and the wind's blowing directly on that dock. Yeah. And the reason I do that, and then I shut down and threw the jerk bait to get there, because mm-hmm. fish are getting fish. In my opinion, at Lake, yeah, they hear lots of noise, but they know the difference between you and your pleasure family and a pleasure boat and me coming to catch them. Mm-hmm. I think they do know the sound of the trolling motor and all that. Mm-hmm. So I like to ease in there. So I eased in there throwing a jerk bait until I got there, you know, uh, especially when it's shallow or like that, you know, just kind of be quiet. But when I seen all that bait, I was like, if there's not a fish on there, I'm selling all my stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? If you, so if you see those conditions, if you see that, you know, if you see the, the, the bait and you and the wind's blowing, everything seems to be right. But it doesn't. It's not happening. And you so you, you, you I go you find another go, spot like that and I'll try that one again. In that's going to be my question. Are you will you come back it's a timing to that? Thing. It's okay. a timing that was exactly what I was going to ask you. Will you go back to it because you're like, they got to be there. Maybe just right now is not. Yeah. And that's why I kept leaving it and rest, letting it rest and go fish other things. But keeping it in eye shot. I yeah. caught all my my initial limit came off of something smaller than a football field of area. Mm-hmm. But I know that area and it's loaded with brush. Secondary splitter point at the back. Wind's pouring on it. It's got rock. It's got brush. Got bait. There's got to be fish here. Yeah, you right. Know? And there was every species. I caught a big crappie. Time. I caught a big drum. Uh, I think I caught a small channel cat. So, I mean, there were, it was active. Yeah. Squirrels are bouncing on the back. I mean, that makes a difference. When you see squirrels and chipmunks doing their thing, mm-hmm. they're they're part of nature, too, right? Yeah. So the stuff under the water is probably boogieing, too. The more life yeah, the more is life. a good sign. Yeah, um, and that's why Gabe is so good. We were... We were uh, we were fishing in an area that I have a lot of confidence in on the tournament the weekend before, and Gabe was like, "Hey man, this is a dead zone." I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I didn't even we didn't even have a conversation. I just pulled up the troll motor, we mm-hmm. took off. It's like we weren't seeing activity on the bank. We weren't seeing fish flickering. No nothing on the graph. This is dead. He just said, and and that's the partnership I think that's going to work so well yeah. with me and him because I'm a little stubborn and I'll stick around trying to make it work. But all he had to say was, hey, man, this is a dead zone. Yeah. I didn't even, I just dropped my kind rod. Kind of snapped you out of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Mark, do you know, do you see any difference at the shop? Like, we are talking about, like, with, as the seasons go, the the hot bait or the, you know, the, the time of year change what people are buying out of it. Like, can you, can you, can you see those, like, runs in what people are buying out there? Yeah, yeah people definitely there, there seems to be baits that work better in you know in in the spring. Mm-hmm. Different baits in the summer, different baits in the fall. Uh, you know, I, I it just it it does it's definitely a seasonal thing. Yeah, I mean in, in colors because the water conditions change. You know, the fall water has a tendency to get clearer. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just it's, there's less water coming in, less stuff to stir it up. The photoplankton, all that stuff's less calming down. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it gets clearer. So you're your clearer water, typical baits, more, you know, you want it to match the hatch. I mean, that's yeah. always, I think that's one of the most important things yeah. for people to do. Absolutely. 
Uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's keep the uh, fish conversation going and bring you this week's fishing report. Uh, we will do that in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Bluff City Outdoor Show on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. You and me going fishing in the dark, lying on our backs and counting the stars where the cool grass grows. Down by the river in the full moonlight, we'll be falling in love in the middle of the night, just moving This is the Bluff City Outdoor Show on News Talk STL. Show on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Thank you so much for tuning in again today. Going to bring you the fishing report here in just a moment. Uh, do want to remind you that uh, if you missed anything from today's show or are listening to us for the first time and you like what you hear, uh, go and subscribe to our podcast. Of course, the show happens every Saturday morning here on News Talk STL at 11 a.m. But uh, you can listen to the Bluff City Outdoor Show anytime if you subscribe to our podcast. We put the show out as a podcast shortly after we get off the air every week. And we are on basically all the uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, many, many more, whatever your favorite is. Please subscribe to the Bluff City Outdoor Show so you never miss anything that happens here. I want to say a big thank you to one of our sponsors, Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. What a great place to go all year round, but especially right now. Something about uh, the smells and the great products in there, like the pumpkin bread. Just It's a perfect time of year to be visiting our friends out at Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. Uh, You can't go wrong. Whatever product you're buying, whether it be the cookies or the muffins or, of course, all the different breads, it's uh, just absolutely the best. What a great, uh, great place to go, great local company, uh, and you just can't go wrong when you're at Great Harvest Maplewood. Learn more at greatharvestmaplewood.com. All right, my name's Tony Colombo in here with uh, producer Leah, of course, Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors, and Mike Marfell is here with us, and it is time for this week's fishing report. So, Mark, take it away. Okay, let's get it going. So, uh, <clears throat> Truman Lake, Jordan Lear, he's a guide out there and a buddy. Uh, crappie is great. He says fish 20 to 35 feet in the brush piles and standing timber on the main lake in the Mouse Creek. Jigs and minnows are both working. Natural colors in the clear water, dark colors in the stained water. Catfish are good, anchoring at the mouse creek, channel ledges, and in the main channel using fresh cut shad, 30 to 45 feet using the Santee Cooper rig. White bass and hybrids fair, fish the main lake points, windbone blanks using rooster tails, three inch sliders, half ounce chicken spoons, whites working the best. Black bass good, fish the main lake, windy blanks, mouths of creeks and coves, throw half ounce football jigs around the brush piles, 10 to 20 feet of water. Uh, Scrobo cranks in a shad color and spinner baits are white and chartreuse. Go out to Carlisle, Jake Neely, he's also a guide out there. Crappie is on fire in the brush. Mm. Been hearing that a lot. Nice. Catfish are good in the shallows. (laughs) Everything else is slow. Fred Mooney down at Wren, he's a guide out there. Uh, He said Wren is just below its normal pool, but the rains are putting some of the mud back into the watercolor. Crappie bite was great this week. Several uh, big ones coming out of the uh, 7 to 8 feet of water and uh, 14 to 16 feet of water. 3 sixteenths orange head with a Cajun cricket uh, bait color. most productive for us on his last few trips. 
lots of Christmas trees going in, and Army Corps sets continue to in to be in very productive areas. Local rivers and banks, Eric Morey is on my pro staff. Winter bites on fire right now on the blues on the river. They're just hammering Chad, and lots of big fish have been getting caught. Water temps around 41 degrees, and the crappie are on fire, 10 to 15 feet of water. He's been going out to Carlisle a lot. Uh, Largemouth are being caught on jigs, and jerk baits are also working well. And Mike, Lake of the Ozarks. It's on I wouldn't say it's on fire yet, but it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jerk bait bites really coming on. Alabama rig bites coming on. But this past weekend, uh, guys were catching them on everything: spinner baits, chatter baits, crank baits. Uh, and there's there's still a shallow bite. That's where I concentrated on. Uh, but then, and I was catching all those on a half ounce football jig. But you could catch them on a jerk bait if you wanted. Uh, the best. To get a big fish, I was catching them super shallow. I mean, on the bank. I mean, foot what's super shallow? Foot. Yeah. Okay. Foot. Yeah, uh, that's super shallow. Yeah, and and uh, what I was concentrating on was the docks that were getting some sun on that black float that was setting on the bank. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that heat was radiating in there, the sun? But they're starting to be. This uh, is just like Truman. They're starting to be that leaning towards that winter pattern where channel swings, the mount, the points. On the mouths of Co- big creeks, uh, bluff ends, and you can catch those fish the same way, jerk bait or an Alabama rig, uh, and then brush piles in 15 to 25 feet is working as well with the jig or a favorite soft plastic. So you said it's 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 not on fire yet, but it's almost there. So are we not quite at the peak of the winter? In my season? opinion, no. We're still. The water's still the best in the, is yet to come. Yeah, well, I think when the water gets into the mid forties, to right now it's about fifty two, fifty three degrees mm-hmm. by the end of the day, but when it gets down to about forty five, and that's when you can, in my opinion, you can put everything else down besides the jig, the Alabama rig, and a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. Put it all. This that's all you need. Me, <laughs> I'll have a box of jerk baits or several boxes of jerk baits <laughs> and a bunch of jigs, and that'll be all that's in my boat. I don't even mess with carrying anything else. That's it. So is this like for like for you, this is a super exciting time. Yeah, because my, my favorite. Time. This is the yeah. time to yeah to really get the big. Yeah, and we're trying to work on a. Uh, I'm working with a couple different guys uh, to put on a. You know how they have a frog only or a jerk bait only tournament. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get them to put on a jig only tournament. Oh, that'd right. be interesting. Uh-huh. Because you can fish it so many ways, right? You can swim it, you can hop it. You I know somebody it, who knows a little it. bit about tournaments that so you might be able to pick their brain and get some good uh, advice from. Okay, this guy over here. Yeah. Yeah, we could help you <laughs> hey, what's your favorite jerkbait, though? My favorite jerkbait is a toss-up between a Vision 110 Megabass or a Duo Reus. Duo Reus. I've been trying to get my Megabass account reestablished because it kind of Went out with COVID and then, uh, but they're not taking on any you know, dealers. But I was going to put Duo in. Duo's great. Duo's yeah. great. And I get mine from Trey Harple at uh, TH yeah. Customs. Yep. He, he paints them for me. Nice. So, yeah. And he's got, uh, look look him up on Facebook. He's got some of the knockoffs of the Mega Bass 110 Plus, 2 Plus, I think it is, or Plus 2s. And he's getting some of those in. He'll paint, he gets the blanks in. He'll paint them however he wants. No, and he's he stopped by the shop he's last great, year or the year before. Yeah. Such a solid dude. Uh, before we run out of time, at the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about uh, the latest happening out at Bluff City Outdoors, of course, uh, with the uh, archery range, you know, catching on more and more people finding the, uh, the the new expansion out there every single week. Uh, if you haven't been out there yet, you got to get out there and check it out. The techno hunt system is incredible. The archery range is incredible. Also, of course, great time of year to be. 
stocking up, uh, either stocking up the tackle box or buying some Christmas presents out at Bluff City Outdoors. And we uh, mentioned uh, that tournament. We also have some uh, events coming up. You have the, we talked about this last week, the Let's Go Fishing show is right around the corner. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, first weekend there in, in January over at the Gateway Center in Collinsville. That, that's a great fishing show the if best. you're a fisherman. I mean, it's it always has been. And uh, so we'll have a huge booth over there, heavy in crappie and in bass, a little bit of catfish and stuff. But, uh, yeah, come by and check us out. We're going to be down in the big room over by the trout pond for nice. where the kids fish. So, yeah, that's a great show. If, you're, if you've never been and you live in the St. Louis area, you need to go there. Yeah. I mean – you know, don't mess with the St. Louis boat show. That, that's a yacht show. Yeah, and, uh, it really it, is. It really is. It is. really you know, is. If Yachts you're a are taking trips yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Now, if you're into that, that's the place to yes, go. Yes, if you're into that, if you're looking for a big old pleasure cruiser. Yeah, don't go to the Let's Go Fishing show because that's right. a fishing show. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. fantastic. It's interesting to hear you say that's the best one. Oh, by far. That's the best by one far, to go yeah. to. I that's mean, everybody, awesome. I've been trying to get... Tell the guys down in the Ozarks, you need to get your butt up here and go to that show because it's. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, there's the a lot best. of lot of you know. There's uh, no nonsense. There's not anything yeah. there that doesn't work. It's not. Yeah, it's not. You know, and there's not a lot of crap booths. You know that some of these times they try to fill it with anything they can get in there. You know, selling roofs or gutters or what. Oh, right, right. Like, very they little. Keep of that. that to the minimum. They still have the jerky guy that comes around. Yeah, the jerky guy. Oh still my there. god, I love that. You can get alligator and buffalo and all kinds of. I stock <laughs> up on my boat food with that show. And they got the kids pond, which yeah, I think is yeah. so cool. Yeah, that, that's seminars cool. too, right? Usually. Yeah, you got seminars and they cover a wide gamut of fishing. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just it's just a good event. I mean, free. One thing that's nice, I mean, it does cost yeah. to get in, but it does have free parking. Free parking. They don't they don't double dip on you yep. there. Yeah, and, and, not to and you still have your windows when you come out. Yeah, and you still have your windows. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, <'cause> state <laughs> police station just yeah. right, oh, right down around uh, the corner. Unfortunately, so. that's a that's a selling point these days. Yeah, <laughs> state uh, police right next to the weed. Dispensary. Right next to the weed dispensary. Yeah, <laughs> you can get it all. Fishing, edibles. Fishing, edibles. <laughs> and pulled over on the way out. <laughs> there you go. But your window won't be broken. Your window will be intact. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, make sure you get out there and check it out. I that I that What I love about that type of show is there's is that you can take your, if you, like my son, I can walk around with my son. Oh, and I can yeah. And I can do everything that I want to do and see everything that I want to see, but there's enough you know, like he's entertained as well. It's not like I have to drag him around and he's like, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, like it's a yeah, it's there's just it's a just great fun. show for the whole family, but it's got all the everything that you want as a right. fisherman. In it's one not spot. just tackle. There is bass boats and yeah. crappie boats. Yeah, there's but bass boats, crappie cats. Yeah, all that's there. You know, it's it's a. Uh, like I said, it's really catered towards fishing, though. That's awesome. I mean, that's when the guy started it years ago. I mean, we've been going to it since the second year he started it, and. uh he that was his model was to make it a fishing show, yeah. and and that model is actually working across the country. That East Tennessee show we went to last year as a vendor, it, it's fishing. I yeah. mean, fishing stuff everywhere. That's so cool, and uh, and, and it's nice. There's also one later in the year down in Marion, Illinois, for mm-hmm. people that are yeah. yeah that's we'll be going down there too. So that's, that's a good cool. one. That's first weekend of February. So nice. that one's free. That one's free and free parking. Yeah, and your oh. windows in your car. So it's yeah, trifecta. almost almost out of time, Mike. Uh, how many? Do you have any more tournaments coming up in the? Uh, or no, are you done? I don't. I'm done until uh, I might go sneak down there and fish a couple of the Bass and Bob Winter Series. But since I don't live down there, it's tough. If the weather's sketchy, I don't like dragging the boat if it's right going to be snow or ice or any of that. But uh, but plenty of content at the oh, Ten yeah. Horse Monty yeah, YouTube our, channel. That's he should be to... dropping our video that we filmed here just pretty soon. Nice. So keep up with everything that Mike is doing by going to the Ten Horse Monty YouTube channel. 
And, of course, for Bluff City Outdoors, you can go to their website, bluffcityoutdoors.com. Uh, but maybe even better than that is the Facebook page. That's, Facebook uh, page. Yep, yeah, I update that pretty regularly. That's the uh, place to go, yeah. And uh, there's been a lot of... Uh, there's been a lot of fun on the uh, Bluff City Outdoors Facebook page here recently. You might be able to uh, score yourself an early Christmas present with some of the cool oh, yeah, things yeah, you guys yeah, have been yeah. doing on there. So just uh, check that out if you, you yeah. know, if you like to enter some drawings. That's and stuff. right. We're running those pretty regular. So yeah, that's awesome. Check it out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, really cool stuff happening there. Uh, so you can see what's going on at the shop, but there's also a chance to win some cool stuff. So make sure you're following Bluff City Outdoors on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And uh, we'll see you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of the Bluff City Outdoors show. Thank you so much for listening to 101.9 and 94.1 News Talk. Yeah, I'm a